another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Lee Hirons and Secretary of State for Justice, and the full citation for this case is 2016 UKSC 46. Now the appellant in this case, Lee Hirons, suffered from a number of mental health issues, namely a personality disorder and also a chronic paranoid delusional disorder. In 2006, Lee Hirons committed arson and burglary, but rather than being sentenced to spend time in prison, because of the mental health issues surrounding this particular person, he was made subject to a hospital order under the Mental Health Act 1983, whereby he would be detained in a hospital um, under secure conditions. After about six years, Uh, There were a number of improvements in Lee Hirons' mental health to the extent where he was discharged from the hospital and admitted instead to a care facility where he would still be closely monitored and subject to a number of conditions, but the idea is that he could begin the process of reintroducing himself into society and also have a number of other liberties. Unfortunately, it quickly became clear that this simply wasn't working His mental health continued to deteriorate after his release into the care facility and it became clear as well that he was likely to abscond or to breach the conditions of his continued detention in this care facility. Basically, he was going to abuse the liberties that he had been given. With this in mind, in July 2012, Lee Hirons was recalled back to the hospital. But the problem that arose and the reason that this case was eventually brought was that he wasn't really given any explanation as to why he was being recalled. He was told at the time that it was due to a deterioration in his mental health, but under the Department of Health's clear policy, he should have been given a full oral explanation within three days of his readmission into hospital, and also should have been provided with a full written explanation during that time as well. And this basically came about because of an administrative error with the Secretary of State for Justice, who is the respondent in this case. So by this point, you've probably worked out what the question is that the court had to answer. Did the failure to give reasons make the detention of Lee Hirons in the hospital facility unlawful? Or, failing that, could he be entitled to damages for the failure to give reasons, or perhaps a declaration from the Secretary of State that this was not lawful behaviour? Well, Lee Hirons lost his case at first instance, and then he lost again at the Court of Appeal, and then, perhaps unsurprisingly, he lost once again at the Supreme Court level in a unanimous judgment that was given against his case. At first, this might seem like a bit of a surprising decision if I was to tell you that right from the start of the case, the Secretary of State for Justice admitted that they hadn't followed the policy and that this constituted a breach, And they actually even went further and said that the failure to give an explanation was a breach of Article 5.2 of the European Convention on Human Rights. You'll remember perhaps that Article 5 is the right to liberty. Now, when the Supreme Court picked up this case, the human rights issue that I've just mentioned is the first one that they turned their attention to. And they said that Article 5 only applies in relation to the common law of England and Wales. And so when we're talking about the importance of giving an explanation for the detention, it was more than sufficient that Lee Hirons was told that he was being subject to the hospital order 
because of a deterioration in his mental health over the past few months. It was not necessary for the purposes of Article 5 to go further and provide that full written explanation. The next question that the Supreme Court turned its head to is really interesting, and it asks whether there was a direct link between the failure to give a reason for the detention and the lawfulness of the detention itself. In this case, the court said that there was no link or even a direct link to use the proper legal framework and definition from Crown and Lumber or Crown and Cambadzi, and so therefore the failure to give an explanation did not result in the detention becoming unlawful. Finally, the Supreme Court turned itself towards Lee Hiron's final arguments in relation to a declaration and damages, and they said, well, first of all, there's no reason for a declaration to be made because right at the start of the case, the counsel for the Secretary of State made it clear that they were aware that they had breached the policy in relation to an explanation, and therefore any other declaration would be completely unnecessary. Furthermore, in relation to damages, there would be no reason to provide Lee Hirons with damages because the failure to give an explanation did not amount to a tort that you could claim compensation for. In the end, then, it was a pretty comprehensive win for the Secretary of State for Justice, despite the fact that they had made those admissions in relation to the failure to implement the policy and the failure under Article 5.2 right at the start of the case. When I was first reading this case and reacting to it, my initial thought was to agree with the Supreme Court and to consider that they had made a correct decision here and that the failure to give an explanation was not directly linked to the lawfulness of the detention. But I wonder whether my own sort of personal internal prejudices were working at play here, whether because this was a person who had already been convicted of a criminal offence or because of the mental health issues that were involved, whether I was sort of thinking about this case differently compared to an example where a person walking along the street had been arrested and were not given an explanation for their arrest. I think in those circumstances we might view the case very differently, particularly if you imagine that you yourself were walking down the street and the police decided to arrest you and you'd been held for more than two weeks in a detention facility or a prison and had been given no explanation whatsoever apart from a very broad one, then there would certainly be questions raised as to the lawfulness of that detention and also the right to be entitled to compensation for that. I wonder whether the court sort of fell into the same trap that I did when first looking at the case, that because this person was potentially a danger and they had already been convicted of serious offences such as burglary and arson, whether they viewed the case a little bit differently. I think in these types of cases where there is a question of a person's liberty at stake, we have to be really careful in achieving that balancing act. Now, obviously, in relation to Lee Hirons, we do want to make sure that he's not going to be released or he's not going to abscond. And it would obviously be ridiculous if he was released back into um, the, either the care facility or perhaps even worse, into the general public when his mental health was clearly deteriorating. That's the last thing that anyone would want. And so in the interests of public safety, it was perhaps important that his detention was declared to be lawful to prevent future cases coming forward where other people would be able to make a solid argument that their 
um, detention in a mental health facility had been unlawful and therefore presented a threat to the general public as a result of that. However, just because this potential or even imminent threat exists doesn't mean that we can wipe away people's rights under Article 5 of the European Convention. And it does make me wonder if this case went to the European Court of Human Rights, whether a different decision would be reached by the European judges. Perhaps they would have greater sensitivity to the Article 5 issues that come into play here. We always have to remember to be really respectful of people's liberty, and it's one of the most fundamental aspects of English common law. You think back to sort of habeas corpus and all of those traditional ideas associated with Magna Carta and moving on through the sort of golden revolution of the 17th century. And it's always been a consistent and important part of English law. And while we would obviously accept that people can be deprived of their liberty, especially in circumstances like this, where a person has been arrested for committing a crime, we still have to remember that it is important to provide an explanation. And an administrative error that has clearly occurred here that meant that Lee Hirons was not given an explanation is something that's very serious and has to be treated as such. I'm not really sure it's sufficient for the Secretary of State for Justice to simply admit that they had made a mistake and therefore get away with it because the court noted that there was no direct link. Perhaps we can conclude by saying that, okay, while there was not a direct link between the lawfulness of the detention, i.e. Lee Hirons had to return to the hospital because of his deteriorating mental health and the potential threat that he posed to the public, and on the other hand, the link with the failure to give an explanation. This doesn't necessarily mean that the Secretary of State has acted correctly in this particular instance. We could perhaps instead suggest that, okay, the detention was lawful, but that failure to give an explanation is really important and an important part of human rights law as well as English common law, and therefore Lee Hirons should therefore be entitled to some sort of recompense for that failure and the absence of an explanation that occurred during that particular period. The judges are right that the Secretary of State has already made a declaration to this effect, but there has to be a clear encouragement against the government for making sure that they don't do this again in the future, that people who are restrained under a hospital order or any other deprivation of liberty should be entitled to an explanation within a reasonable period of time, and shouldn't have to take a case to the Supreme Court simply to make that point and to get that declaration and acknowledgement from the government. Well, thank you as ever for listening to this podcast episode. Thank you to bensound.com who provide the theme music, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye!